Hello, and welcome back to another FAT podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique, and today's New Year's Eve Eve podcast, yeah, it's New Year's Eve Eve, and we're in the middle of a snowstorm, and I thought I would just uh, throw a quick little podcast out there. This is another one by request, but after going around and having, I think we had three Christmases today, and I know many uh, listeners out there are going through the same thing where on Thanksgiving they have to go to two or three different family events, and you get to see uh, different personalities, um, especially people like myself, I work with the public, but you see different personalities in the good, the bad, the ugly uh, phases of their lives or phases of their day. So we get to see jerks. We get to see beautiful people. We get to see loving people. We get to see crazy kids that aren't parented well. We get to see, uh, you know, some of the best and worst. And that's why some families just don't get together because they're all harboring you know, painful, emotional baggage. And we'll deal with that in another uh, podcast. I'll probably bring on a guest uh, uh, lecturer about that. But one thing I, uh, I really want to, to go through is I was asked by one of my teenage daughters, you know, why do people act that way? And I'm going, it's efficiency. What do you mean, Papa? It's efficiency. It's how their brain eventually gets wired. And it's the same reason epigenetically, or actually genetically, genetically and through evolution, natural selection, why we can't stay on a diet, why the grass is greener on the other side, why certain people are in and out of relationships, why some uh, family members cheat, why some people are constantly buying the next newest gimmick. It's just not the PR campaign of the advertising agencies on TV or on the radio or at Target or whatever department store. It really is neurological. And that neurology has been based on evolution or natural selection over time. And let me explain myself before uh, people turn it off and say, oh, no, I don't want a science lecture. It's good to know these things. Um, so let me give an example. We're working with a, say, a new recruit for our powerlifting team, Nemesis powerlifting team here in the Twin Cities. And they stay with the routine. They stay with the routine. They're making small but steady gains. And all of a sudden, they just leave. Um, life happened. Um, this happened. I just want to try something different. And then you find them at another gym doing a different routine, or they change the routine altogether, or say they're following our routine, and all of a sudden, you know, they want to try something different. Even though they were making good, steady progress, if you look at their progress over the years, you pop them out on open uh, powerlifting, look at the results, and they're slowly increasing, so the routine's working. Why did they jump? Why did they change? And a lot of this has to do with evolution. You can get mad at the individual because, you know, as an adult, you're supposed to be able to, you know, control your urges and social conduct. And you're supposed to at least review things once in a while so you can control your behavior. Not all adults do that, as you know from some of you guys who unfortunately ended up talking about religion or politics on the Thanksgiving dinner table. But... I want to say something about how evolution worked and how it's wired our brain and nervous system. So a lot of times people get all emotional, and I have myself in the past. We've all been hurt by maybe a spouse or a business partner moving on to something different or 
hopefully not, but while you were together and you wonder, why does that happen? How do people get caught up? And I've heard all the social and psychological mumbo jumbo. Oh, it's on them. It's this. It's that. You didn't give enough love. Or maybe you should have seen the red flags and all that. Well, the red flag is they're human. And really, monogamy has only been around for about 10,000 years genetically. In the past, when the human is looking to procreate or, or just eat food. How can I connect those two? Stay with me. Or just eat food. I must have taken too many zoology classes in undergrad, but to me this is common sense on understanding how our nervous system works. And certain people, I always call them, they're a little de-evolved socially, but very evolved physically. In certain people, they're, you're looking for traits to add to your gene pool, your genetic makeup, your lineage, your ancestry that will lead to survival fancy word is biological fitness has nothing to do with cardio has nothing to do with how strong or how much endurance you have biological fitness means that on those margins of survival when there's a flood when there's a famine when when the temperature changes when you change from one diet to the next that you're able to survive that biological fitness or evolutionary fitness comes from i diverse set of skills, traits, and behavioral habits. What does that mean? If you got if you got more ammunition, if you got more guns, if you got more tools in your garage, you can survive. And those tools are genetic. They're laid down on our DNA. And we only pick them up by adding to the gene pool. That's where, where people are looking for purebreds of any type of animals that's not really how evolution worked. Evolution worked by expanding, by mixing of the genes and adding traits that add it for survival. You were always looking to look for the strongest, fittest person on top of the mountain or in the valley. And that strengthens the gene pool. So we're constantly looking for that just in, you know, procreation or breeding then you go back 10 20 30 40,000 years ago this just happened naturally now let's move on to eating and habits at work and your powerlifting program how does this all match up sorry it's just biology as my I teach my girls to say it's just biology you, you don't have to have any social or ethical or religious connotations to this so when you would find say a lifting program that's not working or not working fast enough, you're not seeing results fast enough, a diet that's not working. It's not, you're only losing two pounds a week, which is steady, and you can do that for a year, you've lost, you know, 100 pounds, but that's not fast enough for some people. So it, if you're looking for something, if you don't see the change right away, all of a sudden the brain says, nope, do something else, this isn't working, because you wanted to add changes quickly. Remember, our lifespans were only 25 to 35 years, um, 10, 20,000 years ago when we were just crawling out of caves or trying to get into caves. So that, that gene pool, that epigenetics, epigenetics is the behavior within a generation of your DNA, big fancy word. But epigenetically, we're looking to do quick changes all the time, you know, for survival, for strengthening our chances of our kids' survival, and so on and so on. So genetically, if we have a diet that isn't working fast enough, 
you drop it. Do something different. If we have a food that's not working for you, drop it. Try something different. The concept of always looking for change and wanting something faster and quicker just isn't part of our, you know, sociological age since the 1950s. I'm going back 10,000 years ago. We were always looking to add things to our toolbox. Yeah, we'll eat these berries from this valley. We'll kill this woolly mammoth here. But the woolly mammoth moved. (laughs) So you had to follow them into a new valley, a new pasture, a new prairie. So you're constantly changing environment and food stuff. So you had to add skills for adaptability and change. And if things weren't, quote unquote, working for you, at least if the chemistry in your brain told you it wasn't working, oh, you've caught it. You've caught it. Some light bulbs have gone on. If the chemistry in your brain told you whatever I'm doing is not working, you have to start fighting your damn DNA. It's just not, oh, they're not strong enough. Their willpower, quote unquote, their willpower is weak. Oh, my goodness. Sometimes that's the silliest things I've ever heard. You know, you're talking to a woman who's a little overweight, can't stay on a diet. She's got four kids from natural childbirth. She's got willpower. You know how much pain she went through? She's fine. A lot of it is is looking for quick variability. So this is where social evolution or the fact that we culturally have changed over time that we have to say, okay, this is, I am seeing the changes. This is where you have positive reinforcement where you change the chemistry in your brain and say, yeah, two pounds a week of weight loss is okay. You know, staying with your partner over a long time is okay. I don't need to look for Og in the valley down the hill so I can add some diversity to the gene pool. We don't have to do that anymore. Some, some, uh, some of our ans- hairy ancestors did that for thousands of years before us, and we're pretty good. And so you control that behavior or urges. I'm going to stick with the powerlifting program. Why? I'm getting results. Let me write it down. Let me reinforce that. And again, I'm not looking to slam any any type of training or anything like that. This is just those people that get on a, a program and they last three or four or five weeks and that's it. And they're moving on because they're not seeing the adaptation. Their Their perception of the adaptation is not good enough. And this is where you have to change that perception. So the the firing in the brain is, yes, everything's good. Everything's fine. I am getting the diversity I need. I am getting the change that I need. So we all know those people. We say, oh, they have low willpower or they got this view. It all is their perception. And if we can work with them as coaches, I'm a coach. If you work with these lifters as coaches or like I work with my patients when I'm doing healthcare coaching or life coaching, work with their goals and what they want out of health and wellness. When you sit down with them, you have to let them know that, yeah, you write it down. You have to see these changes. They are changing. You're not going to get a quick change in six months. We're not hairy Neanderthal or Cro-Magnon anymore. We can't wait when you're Cro-Magnon Neanderthal for a three-year change. you got to make the change in three days, three weeks, three months, or you're dead. So that desire for quick variability and diversity in some people is very strong, and it's genetic. 
And yeah, that you can go back and say they had a messed up childhood. They weren't parented right. They have no morals. They have no willpower. I understand. And in some cases, those are true because other members of their family are what? Have great ability to stay with the powerlifting routine, to stay with the same job, to stay with the same relationships, to be consistent and have discipline. But sometimes this discipline actually is genetic. And when you see these people coming through, you know, the powerlifting gym, my clinic, I actually say something to them and say, look, you know, I see you've jumped around to seven different doctors looking for the answer you want. You may want to stick with one who shows that you, and helps you get consistently better. Over. I may not be your answer. I'm a chiropractic specialist and I get patients from all over referred by other doctors to me to figure out a complicated case, including even Australia. But I still may not be your answer because a lot of times these patients jump around. I go through the records and I find out they've had all the good work. They are slowly getting better, but it's not fast enough for them. And I, I always say, you know what? You got to hold on to that because it takes time for the human body to make changes and for the human nervous system to make changes and for your immune system to make changes, positive changes. And if you're not able to hold on to those small, disciplined gains in health, wellness, that slow progress, and you start jumping around, I have to separate, okay, is that social? Is this psychosocial from the way you're raised? You really just can't stay with anything? Or am I really looking at someone who's trying to add diversity to their genetics? Am I really looking at someone who is more Neanderthal and Cro-Magnon? That's not a slight. We all have that in us. Am I really looking at someone whose DNA expression is so ancient that they keep jumping around and they're going to psychologists and counselors and pastors and rabbis and mullahs and all this trying to get their you know their brain and their head screwed on straight and I usually sit back and say look you know yeah this may be true this may not be true but a lot of this is just genetic and this is why you like diversity. This is why you change your car every year or your bicycle every year or your motorcycle every year. You always have to have the latest TV or whatever. It's just not advertising. And the advertising specialists know this. That's why they use it. You don't think these big companies don't understand evolutionary um, neurology? They do. That's why they play with you. But it's our our drive, our inborn human drive to add diversity to our gene pool. What does that mean for you? Eh, next time you're thinking about changing or doing something new, I would sit down, do the Benjamin Franklin plan, pro on one side of the sheet of paper, cons on the other side. Do I really need this new TV? Do I really need this new relationship? Do I really need this new business? Do I really, you know, how's it going to benefit me and others around me? So maybe writing it down, talking to others, and then just having that information. This is where information is power. That my family, my generation, my genetic legacy may be wired for looking for that diversity more than others. As I was saying, you know, we get around everyone during the holidays and family, and there's always that uncle, that aunt. Why can't they get it together over there? And I'm always the one to say, well, maybe they're looking for genetic diversity to strengthen our gene pool to propagate the species more efficiently. 
And of course, that drops everyone's jaws and it sounds like hocus pocus, but it's the truth. But knowing that those urges or that feeling or whatever to go into the new business or buy that new thing has a genetic link too, besides a, a short-term neurological, social, cultural one that's been wired in there, you have something more deeper wired in there can help you look at it and control it. You know, if you always like to grab that muffin because, you know, your genetic legacy is you went through the depression, famine, and your genes think, oh my goodness, we're all going to get wiped out. Keep eating when you have food available. You're at least able to stop yourself and say, no, I know I'm Irish and we went through the potato famine. Or I know my family had servitude or didn't eat well you know, hundreds of years ago, and that's laid down in my genes. I need to control that because that's coming up to the surface. Just not, you know, the neurological connections that have been made during times of neurological maturation, that the fact is you're actually fighting your DNA. And once you know what you're trying to control, you become its master, and it doesn't have to master you. And you don't have to have all these emotional, psychosocial breakdowns when they're saying, oh, no, that's my DNA, I'm sure. Because the rest of my family does pretty good. This is my DNA. I'm trying to add diversity. Let's slow down and see if I need this new thing, this change. Maybe my powerlifting program is perfect. Maybe the, the medicine I'm taking is doing okay. Maybe my diet is working. I don't need to jump around. What I need to do is stick with something even if I'm only losing a pound a week. Because of course a pound a week is 50 pounds a year. So maybe that's what I need to start looking at and decide that I'm in control of my own genetic legacy. It's not in control of me. And this is Dr. Fred Clary with another Fact Podcast.